Hello, everyone, and welcome to my show, Conversation with Priya. I'm your host, Priya Mishra, and today is our very special guest, Emma Barber. Emma Barber is the path owner and managing director of Degrade Dubai UAE. In 2018, Emma left retail fashion to join Degrade as part of owner and managing director, where she is responsible for strategic management and growth of the company, as well as overseeing the day-to-day running of Degrades. Her role at Degrade enables her to make a direct impact on sustainability in UAE by overseeing the delivery of sustainable product made from recycled plastic bottle and the Simply Bottle Recycling Initiatives. Emma has more than 30 years of experience in retail fashion industry, managing teams and developing commercial clothing ranges for traditional and online sales. Her expertise includes management, relationship with internal and external partners, and suppliers to maximize opportunity and efficiencies. As the official spokesperson for Gate, Emma promotes the benefits of plastic, believing that plastic itself is not an issue. It is the human behavior that causes the environmental issue we see today. Her goal is to make a difference in a green industry and striving to create a better environment. So let us help her and welcome her to hear her side of the story and her point of view, how the plastic should be handled and how her business is actually contributing towards the environment. So thank you so much for joining in audience. Let's welcome Emma Barber. Hi Emma, thank you for joining in and accepting my request. It was very sudden. No problem, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And I understand there was a time difference. You are in Dubai, right? So I am in Dubai, yes. So you are very kindly, it's now nine o'clock in the morning, so it's perfect. Yeah, great, great. And for us, it's like almost uh, middle of the day, uh, 3 p.m. here, so it's good. So uh, thank you uh, for accepting all that request. And I'm really personally thanking you for working towards more sustainability. I always talk about green project and all those things. So it's a very close to my heart. Um, I would like to know how this whole journey started, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. No problem. Well, it was actually started by my husband um, in 2010. Chris has a background in conventional manufacturing. So he was always working with retail, uh, with clothing and retailers. And about 10, 12 years ago, he decided that actually there's so much plastic pollution and there, there's so much demand for polyester. Why not make the polyester from the plastic? Um, and so he decided he made a switch and he decided very quickly just purely to focus on recycled fabrics. Um, and again, about 10 years ago, that was quite an unusual um, decision and not many companies were really looking for recycled products. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very different from today where you know a lot of people want sustainable products. Back in those days, not so much, but he made the decision to do that. And I, I was also working in retail um, and um, in 2017, I decided to come and join his company. So I've been working there ever since. And we've been, we, we really are just um, very much about raising awareness for what recycled polyester can do, what a great product it is and how green it is to do it. Mm. Mm, yeah, interesting. I mean, this is another aspect of recycling, which not many people will think. I mean, awareness is getting there, like people are talking about it now, especially nowadays. But right. of course, it was not back in there, but it, creating something out of it and making it so uh, available to the general, general public, it's really amazing, isn't it? So 
How yeah, yeah. is the response from the public? How is the consumer's response on it? Yeah, I mean, look, what we do isn't particularly unique to degrade. I mean, companies have been doing recycled polyester and still do it. So, you know, if you go into one of your favorite sports brand stores, you can pick up a T-shirt made from recycled polyester. And the, the consumers often don't even know because yeah. the product is identical. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we, we we often test people, you know, go and have a look in your wardrobe if you've got anything recycled. And, and they're amazed when they find they have a recycled T-shirt. So so the consumer response in that way is that um, actually, wow, the product is so, is so um, I thought it would feel different. I thought it would feel cheaper or, 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 you know, different. And actually it feels exactly the same. So, um, you know, the consumer response, but when they do know, they love it. Um, and, you know, what, 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 what we're finding is that um, there's a huge demand, a huge global demand for polyester, and it's just growing all the time. Um, and we can't continue to meet it through conventional ways. So we do have to try and put pressure on companies to think about switching their, their procurement decisions. Um, yeah. and, yeah. and, and, and they're very open to it. I mean, the, the, the market is, the global market for polyester is a $100 billion market. It's massive. Right. Um, you know that we 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 are making a product that's identical in every way to conventional manufacturing. So why not why not recycle it? Right. And I think you are wearing one of those right now. I, I am. I, I am actually. We we this is a this is a, a basic white T-shirt with a print on it. We work with Expo and um, the Expo Dubai 2020, and this is the, some of the Expo products. But as you know, you can see it's just it just looks and then behaves, takes a print very well. It's, it's exactly the same as a normal T-shirt. Great, great. So yeah. we have an example. It has the comfort. It has the design. You can choose the logo and all. And it could be a very good brand creation process. People yeah. who are yeah. working towards brand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I mean, a lot of the high street brands, a lot of fashion brands are switching, making uh, you know sustainable procurement decisions, and they're offering conscious collections or eco collections to their customers. What what we do is something slightly different. We're offering companies the opportunity to buy their uniforms or their workwear or their team kits or you know if they're doing team days accessories. I mean, things like masks. You know, been enormous right. for us. Um, we're offering a company that wants to buy product or needs to buy product, but doesn't know how to get them sustainably. We're offering, we're giving them that choice. Um, right. So, um, yeah, and they, they've been very open to it. Many, I mean, many companies, you know, they 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 want the sustainable option because they can they can share that message with their stakeholders, their customers, you know, consumers. Yeah. They can tell them they're really doing something tangible to try and um, you know end the, the plastic waste. Yeah, I, and I, I think it all comes to the comes down to the awareness, right? The way the more awareness it will be, the consumer demand and you know demand and supply will increase. But how how was it initially, and how is it now in terms of market share and acceptability? Yeah, I mean, look, it's still very small. Out of out of the hundred percent that is um, demand for polyester, I would say it's probably less than six percent is the recycled. <coughs> excuse me, recycled part. And our, our our intention is obviously to grow that. Um, you know, we would love to see, you know, polyester just always being made from from recycled PET because, you know, as I as I alluded to before, the 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 process is very green. When you compare when you compare um, recycled PET to conventional polyester manufacture our process is uses 20% less water mm -hmm. 
50% less energy right. and 55% fewer carbon emissions. Wow. So, and we, we also wow. use no oil because the oil has already been made into the bottle. So we can, we can conserve finite resources like, like oil and conserve limited resources like water. I mean, to give you an example, to grow cotton is a very land and water intensive crop. Right. Um, you know, so, um, people are talking a lot about organic crop, uh, growing organic cotton, but actually it's very, very water intensive to do that. Yes. Whereas to recycle polyester is, is green, it's easy, it keeps the life of the plastic going in, indefinitely. And you can recycle the clothing or downcycle yeah. the clothing again. So yeah. it's a great circular economy. Yeah, interesting. And I mean, I, ultimately, you are saving the environment anyway. So I, I, in all sense, you have laid down all the four elements. When you say that plastics are not to blame, rather it is in the human behavior, what is it yes. that you are trying to convey? Well, for, there's a couple, a couple of things around that. So what I think you've got to understand is that plastic has transformed our lives. You know, it was designed yeah. to um, actually meet a solution because at the time people were using glass, paper and aluminium and those um, packaging solutions are actually very, um, are, you know, not very sustainable and not very good for the environment. So plastic was designed to, to, to as, a, as, a, as a solution to some of those problems. And so many things we take for granted today would be impossible without plastic. Um, you know, just think about the car we drive, the, the planes we fly in, um, the computers we use, the telephones, they're all made from plastic or have yeah. a huge plastic yeah. content. Yeah. Um, and plastic reduces our carbon footprint. So um, what I often say to people is, you know, if you changed all the plastic bottles to glass bottles, you wouldn't have to worry about um, uh, plastic pollution because, um, you know, the climate change would be uh, upon us because glass is so much heavier and has such a heavy carbon footprint compared to plastic so yeah. plastic is um you know is good in so many ways that go unnoticed and unreported and all we have to do is just value plastic and recycle it and don't litter it we have to try and um make people realize that plastic has a value you know that it's not just a, a, a waste that can be thrown away waste product can be thrown away yeah and i think the second thing you know about when i say plastic's not to blame it's human behavior um you know, if people really were truly concerned about plastic litter, they would make the effort to recycle it. Yeah. Um, you know, people can't be bothered to walk to the right bin. There's a lot of cynicism. Oh, it probably won't be recycled. It probably, you know, why should I bother? But uh, we, we, we quite often give this example. You don't see banknotes littering the streets and the oceans and, and yeah. the deserts. because And, and banknotes are made of plastic. Uh, because they have a value, people don't throw them away. They, they, they want to keep hold of them. Yeah. Uh, if plastic really had truly had a value um, that people could tangibly see, then they wouldn't throw it away. And we want to show, show people that plastic does have a value. It can be turned into useful and valuable items that are you know, important and necessary. Yeah. It, it's all about having the understanding and getting that perspective of it. Do you think what, that at the downstream stage of refining, you should look at for more value-added products than just plastic, or should we take a sustainable approach to use of the plastic? 
Well, I mean, look, down, you know, there's a lot of work being done sort of at the, at the downstream end of, 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 yeah. of, the, of the plastic make. I mean, one, one common myth about plastic is that it doesn't degrade. Well, actually, scientific studies, when they look at the degradation of plastic, actually shows that it does degrade quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, if you leave a plastic bag out, just a regular shopping bag, it will degrade in less than a year, which is quicker, actually, than, than, than or in the same sort of time period as, as an orange peel, which takes about six months to degrade. So what, 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 what scientists can do at the early stages, the downstream, is they can actually um, add additives to the plastic, which makes it last longer. Because what you don't want to do is go outside to sit on your garden furniture, and every time you sit down for your chair to collapse because it's degraded in the sun. So what they're doing is they're looking at ways with certain plastics that, that can actually give it long life, that make it last a long time, um, and, and, and you know, make sure that it's fit for purpose. And I think the other thing that, that you know, people are talking about, you know, ra- the downstream is rather than actually go down the conventional plastic is to use things like PLAs, which is uh, polylactic acid, which is using cornstarch or um, sugarcane. Um, and what we find with this is that those PLA plastics don't properly degrade and, and, um, and are very difficult when they, you get them into the recycling stream because they kind of clog up traditional recycling so if we get PLA plastic bottles in with our PET when they go through our machinery they clog up the machinery they damage the machinery so actually a lot of companies around the world are actually starting to ban um, biodegradables or oxydegradables or PLA plastics so I think you know we have to be very careful when we're talking about what's happening downstream and make sure that actually we're just focusing on let's just make the plastic, the PET particularly, you know, like quite generic, put it into lots of products because it's the more products it's in, that means the, the, the more plastic there is of that particular type of plastic, then it's very, very easy to collect, collect it and recycle it. Um, and, and pretty much all plastic can be recycled, but if we narrow it down into just a few plastics, then yes. it's just much easier for the machinery. Mm, mm. So it's like also an awareness about which plastic is actually more recyclable. We should actually use that, those one as much as possible to in creating the product. And uh, of yeah, course, yeah. please don't throw out there like you know how to recycle. If you're buying a plastic, you know how you should know how to recycle it. Otherwise, at the end, consumer should not think of buying plastic unless they know how to recycle it. Well, I think think that's absolutely key, Priya. I mean, you know, we're absolutely not advocating the use of more plastic and that, you know, everything should be turned to plastic. Of course not. But, you know, that every plastic has a little triangle on it with a number. The PET is the number one. HDP, which is the lid of a bottle, is number two or a milk bottle. Um, And and you're right, those plastics can easily be recycled. HDPE, the lid or or the milk bottle, that could just be made into new plastic items um, um, we, we've done some work recently with um, before um, pre-covid when we were doing a lot of events right. we were working with event companies to try and make them do all the, 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 the cups that they were using for the beverages mm. to make sure that they were actually PET cups and not PP or, or polystyrene that you know the polystyrene cups are very difficult to recycle right um, if it, you just to switch the plastic to PET then we can come in we can clear all the plastic from the event and recycle it very very easily so yeah, people should be aware, and they can easily put pressure on their their um, the, the product, the manufacturers of the products that they're buying, to, to make them switch to plastics that are very easy to recycle. Um, I mean, the hardest ones to recycle are things like polystyrene, and then also things like multi-layer plastics, and that happens a lot with things like Tetra Pak, which is right. very difficult to recycle. Very, very. 
very insight information you have given. Not many people are aware about it, but having that awareness on both sides, being a manufacturer and being, being a consumer, both sides will actually change the you know whole perspective and the outcome we are getting through this plastic, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you know what, again, you know, not to go back to, um, you know, to, to, to make it's reduce, you know, refuse, reuse, and then yeah. recycle. You know, there's lots of options that you can have, um, you know, there's lots of choices that, that consumers can make, but they also people have to take a little bit of personal responsibility. You know, you can't buy something and throw it away. Where is a way? There is no way. A way is, you know, the beach, the, you know, the, 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 the ocean, um, yeah. you know, you've got to make sure you're putting it into the right bin and I know in Australia you have a fantastic um, network of reverse vending machines where people can actually put the plastic back into the machine and get some vouchers or tokens and you know people should should be doing that and um, and, and yeah and, you know rewarded for it yeah the more and more recycling booths are actually opening up in Australia which is really good we are getting on yeah. a lot of uh, 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 on the park side where people kids come and play and all those things which is really seeing it these changes really really great uh, for us yeah. but it, it's it's not the developed country is i mean of course the are all the developed country is also contributing i'm not saying they are not doing anything but the more developing country has required more awareness lack of knowledge is a biggest problem no matter which country so few countries like australia has that awareness and they are actually spreading in schools they are teaching it properly which has become a school you know, my kids knows where to, how to recycle, which one should go. You know, even if we are actually throwing a cane, uh, suppose, uh, you know, puree cane or something, we have to wash it and put it because our kids wanted us. And mom, you can't just drop it. You have to like clean it, then you put it for recycling. You know? well, I think so, that's the key. I mean, I think, the, you know, teaching the children is is, is, is is what we have to do. We have a program here in, in the Middle East, in Dubai, called Simply Bottles, where we we go into schools and we teach the children about recycling. But the, the, the power of pester power, we call it, where the kids pester their parents to do it, do the right thing. You know, it's uh, it's crucial, it's key. And we're leaving the the, the, the future to them. The, 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 you know, we'll be there, they'll, they'll inherit at the earth and they have to you know make sure that we're leaving it in in a way that um you know is is, is livable for them so it's important yeah. that they yeah. they're aware for sure yeah we should definitely think about our grandchildrens rather than us or my children i would rather say think about what what future you are leaving for your grandchildren you know yeah, where yeah, they are gonna yeah, live yeah. what and element you are living you know yeah, and you know, I, I think that it's important to say as well, you know, during COVID, there's been a lot of anxiety and children have been feeling very worried and very scared about the future. And um, what we've tried to do with our Simply Bottles program is give them some control. We've told them, look, you, you can't control everything, but what you can do is you control small parts of your own environment. So if you start recycling, um, it's, some, it's taking action, it's, it's your, your control, you're doing something positive. And what we've is this has been a message that's actually helped to relieve some anxiety with some children because they feel that they can actually take back a bit of control um, and you know that and that's you know to do something positive is is the best possible medicine I think yeah and when you do something positive it gives you a fulfillment and you know the human is actually built for that isn't it yes. it's like it's, yes. it's kind of fulfillment you are always seeking you are not yeah unsatisfied in your job because you're not getting that fulfillment in your job that's why you quit the job 
you know. And I think the good thing about the recycling at the schools is the kids will be able to do this individually, but it's also quite a team activity. So we reward the schools that collect the most plastic. And as a school, they can come together or as a class or as a year group, they can come together and they can do something that's not only they're doing themselves, but they're doing as a team and they can feel great about the, They can feel proud about their school. They can feel proud about their, 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 their house group or their year group. Um, yeah. And that has been the, 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 the testimonies and the feedback we've had has just been overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, rewarding is ultimate goal, right? Isn't it? This changing it changes the whole perspective of people how you're gonna do do it and react it. Like whether you, it is younger or older, but especially younger, it works wonders in that. You know, are you yeah. moving on to the other geographics to market your product, or if so, what? Which are they yeah. and why? Okay. Well, we, we, we are, look, we're, we're based in Dubai. We're a very UAE-focused business. Right. I mean, it's a huge investment that we've made here. Um, and I suppose because we've, we've put not so... Um, it's a huge investment in money um, to build the plant. We have a manufacturing plant in Abu Dhabi. But also we've put in a huge amount of time. We have our team here. So the commitment we've made to the UAE is to make... is really mean that we want to grow our business domestically. I mean, there's a lot of plus here in the UAE. Per capita, the UAE has one of the highest consumption rates of plastic bottles in the world. I think they're the fourth highest per capita. It's huge. So right. there's a lot of focus to be done in the UAE. And, and you know, um, you know, we, we absolutely want to expand, but it has to be, it has to be the sort of latter part of our business plan. We can't expand internationally you know, in the short term. But our business is definitely um, scalable for sure. Absolutely. Once we're up and running properly here. And of course, our products can be supplied anywhere in the world. Um, you know, we, we, we already do supply uniforms and, and merchandise to companies based in Australia. We've worked with a lot of companies in Australia, also in the US, in Europe and in Asia. So of course, product can go anywhere. But in terms of the actual manufacturing plants, right now, we're very UAE focused. Right, so you're keeping your manufacturing in UAE, but you are actually transforming the business toward all over the world, wherever it is. Absolutely, yeah, that's exactly so, right. So it's a two side of it. So, but having said that, I know that you know, country like India, they are also trying to do a lot using that, you know, plastic bags and all. They are actually creating road out of it. You know, recently I watched a video. There was a lady who was actually creating leather with the coconut. Um, leaf and coconut stuff like the heart side of it so amazing amazing changes is happening in the different part of the world um, people are coming with the new innovative ideas and if yeah. we if the company like yours can is actually create something you know some program or something awareness program in those country might be helpful for both sides like country like India country like Indonesia is also struggling yeah. a lot of you know they I are know. Yeah, I know, and, and the Philippines. Uh, you know, we we we, we look. We can, we are we are aware. I I did meet a senior minister at the Philippines at a UN convention that I went to, and we were talking a lot about how they they can um, improve their waste management in the Philippines. And um, you know, he quite rightly said to me, they have so many other pressing concerns there. You know, um, you, you know, child poverty. Um, you know, people. You know. Uh, 
you know, uh, you know, who, the the life, you know, the, the the health of the the, the country. You know, people, you know, being, yeah. you know, you know yeah. the, the, there's a lot of other there's a lot of other things that take up government resources and time. And waste management, of course, it's super important. But of course, they, you know, you've got to stop your your population from dying young or from, mm. you know, uh, not having access to fresh water. And I'm not just talking about the Philippines. I'm talking about slightly more, you know, developing yeah. countries, yeah. third world countries. But you know, so it's not always the number one priority to mm. get the waste management in order when you've got other pressing concerns. But of course, these governments, they know how important it is and they're, they're, they, you know, they're, they're working hard to try and do as much as they possibly can. Um, and and, and if, anything that we can do to help. So, for example... You know, our Simply Bottle Scores program, you know, we're, we're more than happy to share some of those those resources, some of the collateral we use, some of the information for, for schools that want to, you know, run something within their school. Um, you know, we can always do a train the trainers seminar. Um, you know, we, we, we're working with Educate Global who are working in 450 countries around the world. So, um, you know, the, the, we, we definitely have tie ups with with educational programs that, we, that schools can, can use. Um, and we, you know, we, we, we're really happy to help out. Thank you. So uh, that comes to my last question. How do you cultivate green techniques and production vis-a-vis plastic? How do you see the future? Well, you know what, I think... Our, you know, as I mentioned, our process is a very green process. So, I mean, if we could switch conventional polyester manufacturing to recycled polyester manufacturing, then uh, that would that would really help in terms of just um, reducing the amount of water, reducing the amount of energy, um, carbon emissions. Um, and and using up oil, so that would be a really great first step. And and as I said, you know, our pets or recycled polyester works in exactly the same way the product's the same so it just doesn't make sense to keep manufacturing brand new polyester all the time there's just no need for it Mm. um and and that would be i suppose that the number one thing but i think people have to realize that 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 plastic was designed to meet the need for a more sustainable packaging product to replace glass and paper and in 99 percent of cases Plastic is always the greenest option. It's 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 low carbon footprint because it's so light, but it's also safe and hygienic. Um, you know, whereas when glass, if it shatters, it can be very dangerous. That just does you don't get that with plastic. So it's very it's very um, safe to use. And you know, there's there's a lot of positives about plastic. It's so easy to recycle it. Um, and unlike you know some of the other man, uh, packaging options I just yeah. talked about, yeah. which aren't, so I think you know there's uh, there's a lot of talk about green practice and sustainability. Companies have to really walk the talk. They have to put their money where their mouth is. Um, they have to really believe in a circular economy. And we can't do it without the support of our of our partners. So we need people to buy our products. I mean, we, part of being sustainable is making a profit. Um, we want to be able to pay our staff. We want to be able to generate more. Um, work, more employment. We want to be, be able to pay our rent. We want to be able to build more, more uh, manufacturing plants. Yeah. And that yeah. we need money. We need to generate money to do that. So yeah. in order to generate money, we need people to make sustainable procurement choices when they're buying their products. And, mm. and so we're all in it together. That's what I can mm. say. You know, yeah. we yeah. cannot do it on our own. Yeah, people need to join hands <laughs> to make a change. Actual change will only happen when the multiple hands are joining together. And I'd like to say one more thing, you know, um, uh, consumers do know greenwashing when they see it. They know when companies are 
giving it all the talk, uh, you know, pretending to do something when they're not really doing it. They're, there's, they're, they're, you know, they're putting a greenwash on it. Um, and, you know, they're more and more, especially millennials and Gen Zs, they're looking for companies that really do have true green pillars supporting their business. Um, and they're switching their procurement and their buying decisions to companies that really do have green practices. So I say, you know, look, these companies thinking about doing something green, don't think about it, do it, because sooner or later the decision is going to be forced upon you and at least make it part of your own strategy um, as, as soon as you can. Yeah, until it is part of the policy, every employee of the company will not follow it. And unless everybody actually supports that policy, it's not going to happen. You know, one or two person can't make a change. I mean, it is a droplet, but it's not the change we want to see. You know, it will be too long to achieve that. And and we should be proud of the younger generation. They are actually very conscious and aware about it. I must, we should must appreciate and be thankful they are actually creating a lot of, and they're consciously looking into those things where environment is actually comes to concern, which previous generation did not think much about it, which is good. Like, which is the future yeah. is actually in a good hand, isn't it? <laughs> I feel very excited for the future generations. You know, the, the new kids coming through today, they've got, they're full of ideas, they're full of passion, they're committed to a green world um, and, you know, making sustainable choices. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of positivity and, um, you know, we there's so much incredible new science and new technology that's coming on, on board. So we have to embrace it. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for your insight and thank you for joining in. I'm sure there will be a lot of information people will gather from here and all your details will be given on the description. If people wants to reach out to you, I know you are active on social media and all people can actually actively reach out to you and you will be very responsive. Yeah. I, I got a very quick response. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. We, we, our hashtag is degrade clothing. Um, so people can find us on, on, on all of the regular social platforms or, or just Emma at degrade is my right. email. So of course, just email me. Sure, sure. And all the details, yeah. if anybody can't make a note, the details are given, please reach out to her and we should change the globe. The, this is yes. what the aim is before it is too spoiled. Thank you so much. Thanks my so pleasure. Much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, and like, comment and subscribe if you haven't already done it. To know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.